You're listening to the Apparently Parent Podcast, and today we're celebrating a birthday. Welcome to the Apparently Parent Podcast. My name is Iran Katz, and I'm a clinical psychologist, a parenting counselor, and also a father. In this show, we combine the art of parenting with the science of psychology. So if you want to understand your children and yourself better, lead your family into calmer waters, and reach the end of the day with a smile on your face, You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Iran Katz. Hi, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Apparently Parent Podcast. This is episode number 54. And to be honest, this is not the episode that I intended to put out this week. However, I decided to change things up just a little bit and do something a little bit different. And the reason for that is twofold. first I'm having a birthday in a couple of days and it's my 40th birthday and also it's gonna be the one year anniversary of the podcast yep this podcast launched in February 27th 2020 and in a couple of days it's gonna be one year from that and on the same day my 40th birthday and I I guess that 40 is just a number but for many people um, it's a significant number when you try to think over your life and it's kind of hard to realize but with the current life expectancy for males in my country I'm almost halfway through the life expectancy and while I don't tend to dwell and think about death usually um, you know it just struck a chord and I It's probably just a coincidence that this last year was the one coming into my 40s because I know everything doesn't revolve around me. But what a magnificent coincidence, is it not? Because, you know, this has been a year of craziness and changes and whatnot. But for me, this has been a year of really, really slowing down. You know, the first cases of COVID here in Israel, they started to show up around my birthday and just when I launched the podcast. And a couple of weeks later, we all went into, I think, almost 10 weeks of a really strict lockdown. And back then, we really didn't know what's going on. And there was a lot of fear. I had one of the worst panic attacks in my life at the beginning of, of it all. And with time, everything just slowed down. We spent a lot of time at home, no school, no kindergarten. I couldn't go to work to see my clients. You know, if you don't know, I'm, I have a private practice and I don't practice at my home. I could only see clients over Zoom. A lot of them didn't want to do that. So I had a lot of spare time. And from that slowing down, I started to feel something new that was arising. A kind of yearning, if you will. Um, uh, a need to realign the way that I was living. And if you have ever listened to the Apparently Parent podcast, you probably know that I talk about the parenting map capital letters map it's not 
only a map that you can sail by. It's also an acronym for mindfulness, or I'm sorry, for mind, attachment, and purpose. So I talk about finding your purpose as a parent, also as a human being. And it's kind of the smallest pillar of the parenting map, but it's the most important one. This is where we begin. This is where we talk about learning what your values are, your own personal, not Jesus, your own personal values, your real values, not what the environment expects of you and all that. What you really care about. Who do you want to be? How do you want to be? What matters most? And yet, in, in some senses, the question can be also, what do you want this life to be about? Why are you here? Now, I started this journey into parenting around eight years ago. And I started this journey into talking about parenting online almost two years ago. First by writing, then with the podcast. And one of the taglines that I came up with for uh, Apparently Parent, well, on my website when I just created it, was your guide in sailing the seas of parenting. And this is the thing. I want to be sailing alongside you in this vast journey where we adults create little human beings and raise them to be adults who will maybe create little human beings of their own and so on and so on and so on without never really knowing why we do so. But we keep on doing that, breathing with a strong sense of purpose. So... For me, this year of really slowing down and opening my mind for new horizons, because I've been practicing private practice psychology, clinical psychology with my clients, one-on-one, coming into my office with different problems, different age groups, etc., for a decade. And I really love what I do, but I started to realize that, A, I need to open up to new opportunities because you never know when a pandemic is going to close your business down for a couple of months. And also there are other things that I want to do and and other ways I can reach people. And this is why this podcast is so important to me. Because with each and every episode, I can reach so many people around the world that I could never reach from a little office in Tel Aviv, Israel, right? This is why I love doing that. And this is why I, I want to create more episodes and and extend my horizons to new ventures in this parenting knowledge, education, and helping parents just like you, just like me, who are struggling to become their best selves, whatever that means for them. So for me, this year was really a slowing down in order to rise and realign what I want to do with my knowledge, with my life, with my career. So why I'm sharing that with you is because if you listen to this podcast, you're probably feeling sometimes the same. You want to do something with your life that makes a difference, maybe in the world, maybe in your own little family, because you're a parent. I, I guess you are. If you're listening to a parenting podcast, you probably are a parent, And it doesn't matter if your children are, you know, maybe you have one baby who's even less than one year old, or maybe you have a couple of teenagers, maybe you have full-grown children, and maybe you're also a grandparent. I don't know. But you 
became a parent and you are a parent and you're doing something for someone else, you're trying to make them achieve whatever they can in life, when you're trying to make them safe, healthy, fed, warm, and happy. Whatever happy means for them or for you. And this is part of the journey that I am putting myself on this year and in the following years. So I had to reach age 40, I guess, to realize that this is what I want to do. This is why I'm here for if I can think for a second that I was put here on this earth for something except for being in my own family and being the best, you know, husband and dad that I can be. And it's funny because whenever I bring guests to the show, to this podcast, to talk about their own area of expertise related to parenting, I always ask them at the end a simple question. It's the time travel question. And I ask them, if you could go back in time and have a chat with yourself before you became a parent, what would you like to tell yourself? And I realized, preparing for this episode, I realized that I have never really asked myself the same question. So I decided to put myself on the spot and ask myself the same question. And I realized that what I wanted to tell myself is to breathe slowly. I wanted to tell, I, I wanted to tell that younger man that, you know, you got this. You have what it takes. Even when you feel that you don't, you have the basic, you have the fundamentals, you have the intent. But you do have to let yourself space for breathing. You do have to learn how to be compassionate to yourself. Also towards your children, towards your wife. But it's always easier for you to do so towards other people. Don't you ever forget to cut yourself some slack. And I'm telling this to my younger self. I'm also telling this to you guys. And find a time to work on your mind. I know it sounds so simplistic and, you know, like you're out of the meal, rara, just simple tips. But yeah, work on your mind. Find the time. Carve out the time to take care of your mind. Meditate. Write. I remind myself of the times when I was 20 years younger and I felt confused and I didn't know what to do about it except I just pulled up a blank sheet of paper and just started to write. And sometimes there was nothing significant that came out of it. Sometimes there were realizations. Sometimes I wrote a short story or a poem. And I am not an author or a poet, but something came out of that. So do that. And freaking do the daily yoga practices that you've been doing for the last couple of weeks. They make you feel better. Every drop matters. It's not about the big changes. It's about being consistent with every single drop, every trickle matters. This is what I want to say to my older, uh, to my younger self, sorry. And I'm kind of saying this to you as well, because those things I think really made a difference for me. A couple of years ago, when I was still an intern in psychology, I kind of put myself on the track to learn more about mindfulness, about Buddhist practices and philosophy and psychology and and all the mind-body connection, which was never part of me inherently or my work. And that was really significant. It was almost in, in accident that I got there, 
but I did. And when I started to learn about the psychology of the mind from those places, everything changed. So you have to listen to those places that excite you. And I'm telling it to myself, but also to you, dear listener, whoever and wherever you are. Think about yourself as a parent. What excites you? What gives you, you know, goosebumps when you do with your children something that you really enjoy? Keep on doing that or keep on doing the things that you can do for yourself. Because when your own cup is full, you have something that you can give to your child. But when your own cup is empty, when your phone battery, your own personal internal phone battery is empty, take whatever metaphor you want to take. You have less to give to your children. And it's hard to realize that, but it's the most important thing that you can do is to take care of yourself so you can, hey, and enjoy your life better and also be there for your children as they need you. And it's not as simplistic as it sounds, although it's really a kind of a simple solution. It's not easy to implement, as you probably know and I uh, know myself. And maybe in this time of kind of reflecting back on my life, which is something that I really didn't plan to do today, so I'm just talking out from my own mind and intuition. It's not like I sat down to write like a summary of my life. But in, in again, in some kind of coincidence, I have recently started to reread a book from a series of books that I used to read when I was way, way, way younger. And I'm going to expose my nerdy uh, part of life, uh, but it's the Discworld series of books by Terry Pratchett. And it doesn't really matter which book it is, but the point is it's it's something that I used to read all the time, like a maniac as a teenager. This is what made me really start reading in English, for example. And when I was, I think, 12 or 13, maybe 14 years old, I English is not my first language, and I knew English, and I played computer games in English, but I never read like a novel until those books came into my life. And I haven't touched those books for more, maybe maybe 20 years. And I just pick up one of them once again. So I don't know, is it a way for my 40-year-old dude to get in touch with my younger self, perhaps? But definitely this is a very, very different experience. I know more things that I used to know at 15, I actually didn't know jack shit back then, and my English is way better. So reading those words now, I really wonder what I could understand back then, what my 15-year-old self could understand when he read those sentences and, and paragraphs, and I bet I didn't understand most of the puns and references and more. But the point is that we are always, always, always growing in kind of a spiral motion. And it's so worthwhile to sometimes go back and visit the things that we used to know, the things that we used to love. Just like going back to listen to music that you didn't listen to uh, for years. And suddenly you hear something new, a new note, or a new phrase, or a new reference. And something clicks in a new way. And that's freaking exciting. And you can do it with books, you can do it with music, with TV shows, with movies... And yeah, you can also do this, 
in, with your own experiences and memories. That's a big part of my work with clients as a psychologist. Is it not? It is. And I'm sharing this with you, A, because it really excited me to realize that. And also because, again, I'm trying to think on your experiences as a parent. I have a seven and a half years old boy. That's my oldest one. So I'm in it for a couple of years. I'm, I, I don't know what it is, you know, when, when you raise teenagers or, or even adult children. However, I can really see how there are th- some things that I already may take for granted with him. Uh, and I can revisit experiences anew. And that can trigger something new for both him and I. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I recently listened to um, an episode in in a podcast of James Wedmore, who's kind of my mentor in a couple of things, business-related and mental-related. And he offered this really nice exercise that if you can do do, do it now, just do it. Unless you're driving, okay, or as he says, unless you're driving or operating a crane uh, or heavy machinery otherwise. So, but if you can, just close your eyes for a couple of seconds. And when I'm, when I'll tell you to open your eyes, don't do it yet, but when I will open them and try to see the wall like it's the first thing that you ever saw, like you just like you were just born and this is what you see so close your eyes now open your eyes and see the world on you and I hope you did so and I hope you experienced just for a little fraction how your mind is taking everything in all of a sudden and how the colors are suddenly there and how the experience is suddenly there and those moments of, of movement between nothing and everything, they mean a lot because this is where our experiences is built. And this is how we can sometimes, how, I'm, how can I say, it? this is how we can relearn and re-experience things that are already a part of our life that we take for granted. And this is what being a child is all about. My girl who's three and something years old, she gets excited over so little things and she's over the top with excitement. I can show her a sock and she can go, wow, what a beautiful sock. And and it's really genuine. It's, it's real. <laughs> she doesn't mess around. She doesn't do it for, you know, for the claps. She really means it. Wouldn't it be nice to have that? Sometimes, even at 40, or whatever your age is. Right before I started to record this episode, I had a chat with my mom. My office is next um, to their house, and I ate lunch, and we talked a little bit, and she talked about how sometimes we take things for granted, and how it's uh, it's really a thing that we, we don't even think about, that people get together and they bring a new child to the world and everything is fine. Everybody's healthy and growing up and they have food and they have shelter and they are healthy. But every time she drives by a hospital, for example, she thinks about 
what a different universe is happening for people inside that building right so and 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 how fragile things are she told me about a friend of hers who her son many many years ago but he was around 20 years old and got into um, um, a car accident and he survived but that triggered a mental illness that changed the course of his life forever and how you can't never expect things like that to happen and how you tend to we tend to take things for granted so yeah i think that at 40 years old i'm starting to think about about the things that we can't take for granted and how worthwhile it is to actually notice that it's a it, 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 it's a mirror of a conversation i had yesterday with a client about noticing the good things in in life instead of just taking them for granted how our minds are biased to the negative and i have a, an entire episode about that i think uh, from a couple of months ago how we are naturally wired to notice the bad stuff and less so to notice the good stuff because that's how we survive how we survived all these years in the i don't know the savannas and the jungles and the whatnots but in in today's modern world it's really pro- it's really problematic that we we still are in this survival mode because we 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 need it less all right most of us uh, at least you know if you can listen to this you probably have a smartphone or or a computer you have a home you have some money you you have something you you're not in a constant 24/7 survival mode i hope that you're not so you don't have to have this negative bias that we don't we all have so being grateful for what we we have, what we got and noticing the, the positives the positive stuff you know for example i can really just sit here now and appreciate the fact that i have my own office that it's adjacent to my parents home and i have lunch whenever i want it i don't have to go out for lunch i have two people because my dad started to really cook in the last year two people cooking all the time here so they don't do it necessarily for me but i enjoy that as well so you know appreciate those little <laughs> those little things and i i wonder what my parents will feel if and when they listen to this particular moment in the episode i love you guys so that's that and another thing that came to my mind is that right above my desk here at my office is simple print Uh, of a lyric from the only living boy in new york which is one of my favorite songs in the world and especially my one of my fer- favorite songs by simon and garfunkel and it's 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 sung by um, paul simon which is one of my favorite singers and that little phrase is only eight words long and it goes like this i get the news i need on the weather report And I love that phrase because it rings so true. You know, I noticed that, in, especially in the last year, I cut away a lot of the news consumption and, and cutting myself out of all, constantly going through what's going on in Twitter and, and Facebook, etc. Because I don't need that. It doesn't do me any good. And it's, it's well and fine to be informed, especially when you live in a country that has four elections in a year. Yeah. And this is what we do here, at least in this year. But, you know, you don't have to be informed all the time. And so I really like this phrase. And I like that it, it hangs in my office, in my psychotherapy 
hole. <laughs> I get the news I need on the weather report. And you know, after that, Paul Simon sings, I got nothing to do today but smile. And, you know, for my 40-year-old self, I want to say, isn't that the way to go? And on my way to the office today, I heard another song, another old-time classic. I don't know why I get those classics thrown at me all of a sudden, but it was The Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan. And, you know, there's this phrase there that's really relevant to how I feel <laughs> in this time. And it's, and he says, or he sings, um, then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone. Okay, you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone. And it's not like I felt like I was sinking. I really didn't. But I don't want to sink like a stone. And I'm talking about my professional side here. I've been practicing for 10 years already. And I enjoy what I do. I always learn new stuff. I, I find and encounter new people. It's really nice. But sometimes you feel like you have to focus on something else. Because stagnation is there as a therapist, if you're not working on that. So I don't want to sink like a stone. And I'm not gonna either. And I can hardly wait to see where this will take me on the professional side. This journey into parenting, uh, education, and teaching about parenting, and creating workshops like I did a couple of um, a couple of months ago. And, and expanding this conversation about how you as a parent, can find your best self, find what is true for you, what your purpose is, and work on your mind in order to achieve the attachment that you really want to have with your child. This is what the parenting map is all about. This is what I am all about in this podcast and in my work. And this is where I'm going to go. Hopefully, you'll be there as well with me for the ride. Now saying that, I do want to say that I'm taking a couple of weeks off from um, publishing new episodes on this podcast. I need to breathe, as I've said. I I promised myself that I will breathe more and I need to take a breather. And I have other obligations. For example, I have a PhD that I'm working on and I really have to, you know, put more effort there. But I will be back with new episodes, fresh episodes, and I can hardly wait to hear from you guys what do you want to learn more about. What do you need from me as a, as a parenting, counselor, psychologist, father, talking about positive, conscious, and, and confident parenting? How can you be held by me? Don't be a stranger, don't be afraid, and, and don't be shy to contact me. You can do so by either, either by going to apparentlyparent.com, uh, which is my website, and there's a contact, contact page there that you can send me emails through. And if you go to apparentlyparent.com forward slash podcast, which is the page for this podcast, there's a little button there that you can uh, fill out a little form with questions about parenting. So you can send those questions to me and I will answer them in future episodes of this podcast. I did so really at the beginning of the podcast, and I really like that, so I want to do more of those. And if you want to reach me in any other way, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Apparently Parent. I like to connect with uh, people there. And that is that for today. I, I want to thank you for listening up until now, <laughs> up until this moment in the episode, and, and, and for listening at large 
as I've said, I want to focus on the, and on on the good things and to to show my gratitude. I really am grateful for every one of you guys who listen to this podcast. It 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 means a lot because it's not taking for granted. I don't expect anybody to choose to just pop me into their ears while they're, I don't know, going out for a run or doing their laundry or whatever. And the fact that you choose to listen to this podcast means a lot. Okay, I'm I'm a guy sitting here recording this, sending him out to the world and I know people are listening and it's really fun to see that. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And, you know, as I say all the time, if you enjoy that, if you think it's worthwhile, share this podcast with other people in your vicinity. You can screenshot your your phone while listening and put it on Instagram. And if you do so, you know, in a story or something, just tag me at Apparently Parent or email your favorite episode to someone uh, or just share them on your social media, whatever you do. And you will help me get into more earbuds and more people and expand the influence of people who want to do a better job as parents, who want to raise uh, confident, secure human beings. This is what we're here for. So I really appreciate that you're here with me. And make sure you subscribe to this show on your podcast app so you'll know when we get back with fresh new episodes. And until then, I wish you a very, very happy time. Merry spring, because spring is soon coming up. And we'll see each other later on the seas of parenting. See you there.